0: My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that there is an opportunity this weekend for my female listeners to attend a women's conference where I will be the keynote speaker. If you are listening to this episode prior to April 23rd and 24th, you are invited to join me in Logansport, Louisiana, for a two-day conference hosted by the Ladies of Maple Springs Baptist Church. I will link to the details in in the show notes, or you can visit my speaking and scheduled events page at michellenezat.com. Now, to be perfectly honest with you, my final prep for this event event for the uh, the the women's conference ate into my podcast prep time this week and so i am slipping in a repeat episode from way back i was inspired to replay this episode because my recent guest on Friday with friends which is an interview style segment i feature on my new youtube channel over at michelle nizat tv But my recent guest Vince Wright mentioned it as his favorite song right now because it explicitly proclaims the name of Jesus, and it has rich, deep, and vibrant language, as of what he said. And I, I like it because it points us directly to Scripture. So here's a throwback episode for you. I hope you enjoy it. Did you know the hope we have through Jesus Christ is living? Well, Phil Wickham's song "Living Hope" reminds us of that, and inspired me to head over to First Peter, where we see that exact and it also inspired me to consider our living God that gives us that living hope through our living Savior. I can't wait to jump into Scripture, but first, let's listen. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could Hope. It is in First Peter where we see the phrase, living hope, and while on the podcast we're going to explore the idea that our hope is living and what it is set in, I hope you're inspired to stay in First Peter all week and use the bite of read and keep on reading. Now, bite stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise, and First Peter is only five chapters, and there is so much to learn there. In fact, if you consult an introduction, which is another bite, by the way, you can get a pretty good idea of the historical setting of the book, as well as the themes as you dive into it. And those introductions and the reason why I like to. To ask you to do that is it helps give you a framework to get started as you dive in. Now, I mentioned an outside resource a while back that is um, the teaching of Jay Vernon McGee, who hosted a radio show called Through the Bible beginning in the late 60s. Now, his recordings can be found in one of my favorite Sites to explore Bible introductions, which is blueletterbible.com. So, when I was trying to track down the introduction to First Peter, I actually ran across his series of episodes. I don't know if they've always been there, but I ran across them this week, and I was very excited that they're all right there, and I'll go ahead and link to them in the show notes of this episode. They may be helpful to you as you study this week. Now, you can always find the show notes at my website, michellekneesat.com. Forward slash two three eight is this week's uh, episode number, and that's where you'll find this week's show notes. So, after you read through First Peter on your own and start interacting with it on your own, th- these might be great outside resources to consider. Um, the to explore. And that's another bite, by the way. But I ask you to explore it on your own, read it on your own before you have somebody else tell you what you're reading, right? So at least read through it a couple of times and start making some observations, start making some lists, start interacting with the word before you go and get those, or uh, uh, access those outside resources. So here's the introductory information I found. The writer, of course, is Simon Peter, an apostle of christ you could figure that out on your own because it's right there in verse one and uh them, uh, the Peter wrote the two epistles. This part you can't tell directly from the text, and so that's where the introductions are very helpful. But Peter wrote his two epistles around A.D. 60, 64 to 67, and he was put to death sometime during that period as well. So 1 Peter was written evidently around A.D. 64, second Peter a short time later, and this was written during the reign of bloody Nero who severely persecuted the church. And the content of the epistle is considered Consistent with that historical context. And after all, uh, the theme seems to be Christian hope in the time of trials. So if you want a theme for the whole book of 1 Peter. Now in this letter, again, I call it a book, but I call it a letter because it is a letter. Uh, and also known as an epistle, which is just another word for a letter. But Peter deals with doctrine. He handles weighty subjects. He he uses um, great words of the gospel. Many are just right there in the first few verses. Elect, foreknowledge, sanctification, obedience, blood, and the Trinity. He uses some words several times throughout the book, like salvation is used three times, Revelation is five times if you count the derivatives. Glory is used 16 times when you count the derivatives. Faith five times. And hope four times. And Peter has been called the apostle of hope. Paul has been called the apostle of faith. John the apostle of love. But the word that best conveys the theme of this letter is actually suffering, which with derivative words occurs 16 times in this epistle. Ultimately, though, the word hope is tied to it, the Christian hope in the time of trial, and so that's what we're going to explore today. So let's start in chapter 1, verse 3, where we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, that's quite a sentence. (laughs) Uh, Today, I want to explore our living God, our living hope, and our living Savior. And Peter begins with the phrase, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, blessed here is a Greek word. You, I'm gonna probably mispronounce it. You, you, you loga, <laughs> you logatos and it means worthy of praise. I even like typed it out where I could read it <laughs> phonetically, but I'd still butchered it. Sorry about that. He could have. Uh, so again, worthy of praise. That's what that word blessed means. So Paul could have written worthy of praise is God and our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is so true. Father God gets the credit and the praise because it's his great mercy that caused us to be born again into a living hope in the first place. So I make it um, a practice to read the Bible through every year. And this year when I was in Jeremiah and the prophets, and when I do that, bigger themes seem to kind of rise up to the surface or jump out at me. And this is what happened this time when I was in Jeremiah and the prophets. It, every time it spoke of false teaching, false idols, all of that just kept jumping off of the page. It is crazy how much counterfeit stuff we're willing to worship and follow instead of the living God. Take Jeremiah 10, for example. It begins by God warning the people not to follow the ways of the culture around them. It says, For the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. Jeremiah's response to these worthless practices is one of blessing, giving praise to a worthy God. And in his response, we read, but the Lord is the true God, verse 10. He is the living God, the eternal King. Now, I wish I could read the whole chapter to you here today. I hope you will be inspired to read it on your own. Here's just a little bit more starting in verse uh, 14. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. The images he makes are a fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. He who is the portion of Jacob is not like these For he is the maker of all things, including Israel, the people of his inheritance. The Lord Almighty is his name. So if we use the bite of making a list, we see the characteristics of idols or false gods and the people who follow them. And it includes words like worthless. In the English Standard Version, it it calls them a work of delusion. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, they can't speak. I don't know why I love that, but just it's so specific. In a cucumber field, they cannot speak. They cannot walk. They cannot do harm or good. They are senseless and without knowledge. They're frauds, and there's no breath in them. But God, He is the true God, the living God, the eternal King, portion of Jacob, the maker of all things, the Lord Almighty. And that's just from the few sections I drew out for the podcast. So yes, Peter, yes. Blessed be the name of our living God. He is worthy of our praise. So as we continue in 1 Peter, I'm going to come back to 1 Peter. We read that it is through his great mercy, our living God, that we are born again into a living hope. And at the end of Jeremiah chapter 10, before we head completely back over to first Peter, the prophet prays, Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. And that's why we must be born again. You know, Jesus taught that very thing to Nicodemus in John 3. He said, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So it is through our living God's great mercy that he causes us to be born again of the Spirit into the living hope. It's not a dead hope. It's a living hope given by the living Father through A living Savior. The the verse itself speaks of it. He has caused us to be born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's a living Savior right there. Our song speaks of it too. It sings, "The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame." We don't even have to leave First Peter to see it. If you hop over to First Peter chapter two, down in verse twenty-four, it says, "He Himself." bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. So we have a living God who causes us to have a living hope through the resurrection of our living Savior. And how is this living hope described Well, I read it earlier. I'll read it again. It says it's to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So our hope is actually in the end. Our living hope is not that our current circumstances will turn out okay, but that our eternal position is secure. And this hope and inheritance and salvation that is described in detail in these first verses of 1 Peter, they they are to serve a purpose. The truths found here are the foundation for our response. Let's look at verse 13 to to discover our response. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set that hope, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So we're born again to a living hope. Therefore, set that hope fully on the grace that we brought at the revelation of of Christ. That setting of our hope fully on the grace will prepare our minds for action. It helps us be sober-minded, or in other words, to have clear judgment. We will be free from illusion and delusion and the intoxicating influences of sin. And the original readers of 1 Peter, they really needed this reminder because of their intense suffering. Remember, I talked about the, the, the historical context. During Bloody Nero, they were being persecuted and... And um, they were suffering greatly. And perhaps we are in the thick of it. Perhaps you are in the thick of, of great suffering like them. They, it's, they're described as suffering grief in all kinds of trials. Um, they're living in a pagan society. And uh, yet they're called to that suffering because Christ suffered for us. Leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps, scripture says. So when we set that hope, that living hope. Fully on our living God's grace. We will not be conformed to our former passions. But we will live holy lives. You see our conduct will reflect our living hope. Our behavior will reflect our living hope. Later in the chapter Peter says. um, Let's see down in verse 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth. For a sincere brotherly love love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of god so we're purified through our obedience to truth and it will be reflected in our conduct with others it says a sincere brotherly love from a pure heart all of this because we've been born again born again through the living and abiding word of god now that word of god reveals jesus to us peter says it in verse 21 through him meaning jesus you believe in god who raised him from the dead and glorified him so your faith and hope are in god so just in chapter 1 we see that our hope is living we our hope is set on the grace revealed at Christ's return. And our hope is in God, our living God, who gave us this living hope through our living Savior. So what's next? Well, first, if you've never been born again, place your faith and hope in God through Jesus, your living Savior. Then read 1 Peter. I think you'll be surprised at the suffering it reveals. All the more need for a living hope. Read Jeremiah 10 for a snapshot of the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of our false idols and the worthiness of our living God. And, and don't get distracted by the fact that we don't cut down trees and bring them to craftsmen to form into idols that we kneel in front of and worship. We have our own uh, ways in our culture this, these days to uh, bow down to worthless gods um, that cannot breathe, that are frauds, that are quite delusional and are silent like you know, a scarecrow in a cucumber field. Uh, Review the introductions to these books. Look them up. Uh, If you have a study Bible, open to the introduction to the book of 1 Peter. Open the introduction to Jeremiah. Um, Interact with God's word as you read. I talked about making lists and writing down your observations. I'm always encouraging you to interact with God's word because I think it will help you. It'll be more meaningful, and it kind of slows everything down where you're like, yes, I do understand what these words mean, and it gives the Holy Spirit a chance to really speak to you. Um, consult tried and true outside resources to shed even more light on what you're reading. But remember, do that after you read initially. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at com. Hop on Twitter at michelle Nizat or Instagram at michelle Nizat or on Facebook, michelle L. Nizat And let's talk about what you're learning. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that replay. More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, a network of podcasts associated with New Release Today. NewReleaseToday.com is the most innovative and largest Christian entertainment site online, existing to inform fans immediately about each week's new releases. I am super excited to be a part of this network. Now, if you have not enjoyed, uh, joined the 30 Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. I guide you right through the 30 days. Just submit your name and email address to michellenizat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Now before I tell you what song will be featured next week, hint, it's the same one that I suggested was going to be this week, but that's okay. I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Audra from Missouri, Kimberly from California, Una from Louisiana, and Bonnie from California. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page r- resource of my top five bytes. I've assembled those together. I've curated for them, put you on a nice one-page sheet. It's really helpful, and it's a great place to start. You will also benefit from a weekly email. Uh, in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my uh, podcast episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to Michelleneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. You know, all those algorithms and things like that. So, as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at Michelleneesat.com through iTunes, or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using the song Image of God by We Are Messengers to point us to scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 372. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.